Do you find yourself struggling to deal with cranky kids? The whining, the nagging, the disobedience. I know that when my kids are cranky, it's a fair bet that they've got a cranky mom to go right along with it. And it might be kind of like that cliche of which came first, the chicken or the egg, the cranky kids or the cranky mom, because we influence each other. The problem is we are the grown up in that situation. And there can be so many buttons that get pushed when our kids are cranky. And yet, if we let them push those buttons, if we allow ourselves to rush over the edge of those emotions and we're cranky now and we're grumbling and we're nagging, well, we are definitely not enjoying that day, that time, that interaction with our kids. That is not the recipe for a happy and peaceful home. And so today we are going to tackle some really practical how-to tips for dealing with those cranky kids without giving into the crankiness ourselves. How do we hold on to our peace even when our kids are struggling to hold on to theirs? So if you if you have any days like this, then my friend, you are not alone because I could be looking in the mirror for this conversation. I have four kids, ages four and under, and there are probably more days than not when someone is struggling with their emotions, they're cranky, they're whining, and most of the time, that's me. (laughs) Usually not just me, but it's really hard to hold on to the peace and the joy and to parent them the way I want to when emotions are just spiraling down the drain. So welcome, my friend, to this conversation, because I know it will be practical and helpful and encouraging. So my name is Jess. If we haven't met before, if this is your first time listening to the Love Your People Well podcast, I'm so glad you're here. This podcast is all about building healthy and happy and holy family relationships so that we can enjoy family life, every minute of it, even the minutes where someone is cranky and someone is whining and we didn't get enough sleep last night and maybe we're a little hyped up on sugar and just things are not quite going the way we dream, the way we imagine they will. But in real life, we still want to enjoy our family time. And that happens by learning to manage these hard emotions, communicate well, and connect with our people. So you are in the right place today if you sometimes struggle with the crankiness, whether that's your kiddo or yourself. And as I already said, I am very familiar with this because I have four toddlers at home and um, and that's probably enough said, right? Life can be emotionally draining. But I also have um, a little bit perspective here because I am also a therapist, a family therapist, and I've sat down with countless women to help them work through 
emotional management and control and how they're interacting with their kids and their husbands and themselves and the Lord. And so uh, sometimes I personally get frustrated because I know maybe what I should do, but it's really hard to actually do it in the moment when it's my kid who is pushing my buttons and the emotions feel so big. And so I hope that our conversation today is not just a lot of head knowledge, but is also practical and helpful and encouraging for the real life struggles that we all walk through. And as we jump in here, I will um, point you to more resources if you want to go deeper into some of my devotionals. Um, We have one, especially a 40-day devotional called Joy in the Journey, which is specifically about reclaiming biblical joy in the hard and exhausting seasons of motherhood. Um, But there's several devotionals, lots of freebies, um, some printables, lots of great stuff over at loveyourpeoplewell.com. And so I want to point you there in case you're like me and you like to have something to hold in your hand, something tangible, a resource there. Lots of great stuff over at loveyourpeoplewell.com. So let's start our how-to tips here as we're talking about crankiness and emotions and trying to hold on to our peace, even when our kids are struggling and pushing our buttons. The first place that we need to start is with that eternal perspective, the long term perspective, the bigger picture. Because I think we all know in the heat of the moment, when we're zeroing in on the emotion that's in front of us, the words that are being said, or the disobedience that we're seeing, the emotions we are going to have in that moment are, of course, going to be frustration, um, impatience. Like We are not going to be happy that those interactions are happening. But if we are reminding ourselves in that moment of the eternal perspective of our top priorities, then we have something bigger to respond to than just the emotion of the moment. Because we know in the big picture, if we even just think about what is the gospel, it starts with the reality that we are all sinners. And your child's crankiness or disobedience or, you know, stamping their feet or whatever they're doing, that it might be sin or it might just be maybe not the best choice of the moment. Either way, our reaction of frustration or stress or even anger is not a surprise to God. And it's not an excuse for us to give into those emotions and give up our peace in that moment so that we can also be cranky and nagging and and yelling or, or whatever we might do if we're responding out of that emotion. So every opportunity we have to just, just hit the pause button, bite our tongue, you know, take an extra four seconds and remind ourselves this is hard, or you know, we can acknowledge the hard emotion of it, but to remind ourselves that our actual goal with our kids is not to win this particular battle. Our actual goal is to point them toward Christ, to teach them how to manage that emotion, to 
um, show them how to follow the rules or be obedient, the benefits of that in their own life, to show them how we manage our emotions when other people are not treating us very well. Our actual priority in that moment is not the emotion, not even the behavior. It is glorifying God through what we do, what we say, how we handle it, and confessing and repenting when we screw it up because we will. That's a part of the process. God knows it. He's not surprised. He's not disappointed. He's not horrified. He just wants us to turn back to him again and again and again and confess, this is hard. I need you. Please give me wisdom. Please give me peace. And reminding ourselves of that eternal perspective and that ultimate priority in our life can help take some of the sting out of that moment when our kid is rolling their eyes or stamping their feet or having the tantrum or just being cranky. And from there, the next tip that I would encourage all of us, myself included, I've got four kids and this is really helpful for me, is to be paying attention day in and day out, the good days and the bad days, to who your kids are as individuals. I find it really helpful um, and realistically, you know, I would love to do this every week or every month. Realistically, it's maybe every quarter, but I just did it at the start of the new year. But sitting down to think about each of my kids, where are they strong right now and where are they struggling? I have one kid right now, I have actually I have triplets who are four years old and they're so different. And one of them can just not handle any hard emotion. She's immediately crying and running out of the room and grabbing her favorite little manky and and she needs all the love and the support and she's overwhelmed. But I have another one who doesn't really, um, doesn't show a lot of emotion as far as getting cranky unless he realizes he's about to get in trouble. And then he's screaming and he's hitting and he's kicking and like he just can't control his body in that moment. Those are both uh, frustrating for me as their mom, but they're also very different meltdowns when it comes to how they're handling their emotions. And if you know your kids as individuals and their particular needs, their unique struggles in this season as they're developing and maturing, then you can respond to meet that need in a way that works for them. Do they need a little space to cool down and then a big hug? Or do they need a firm tone of voice and a reminder of the consequence that's coming or, you know, what do they need? Do they need you to take away the toy that's distracting them or give them the stuffed animal that will comfort them? If you are aware in advance, then when you start to see those warning signs that they are melting down, the crankiness is coming, the temper tantrum is coming, you can feel a little more confident that I have an action plan of how to respond to this kid, and it makes it less likely you are going to get overwhelmed with emotions yourself because you have a plan of action. Doesn't mean it'll work perfectly every time, but we all feel better if we have a sense of confidence that I know what to do. I at least know my first step. And it's not a random shot in the dark. It's based on my awareness of this person's 
strengths and struggles and needs at this particular moment. Let me interrupt our conversation just for a moment to invite you to join me over in the Faith Fiverr Club. This is our private community where every month we go deep into a different topic of family life. With a private podcast, a personal workbook, month by month, encouragement and resources, join us at patreon.com forward slash love your people well. All right, let's get back to our conversation. And from there, as we have recognized who our kids are as individuals, what, what they need from us when they're getting really cranky and they're just struggling with their emotions, the next step there is to be make, making sure that we are paying attention to the moment that is actually in front of us. And this one can be so hard as moms and, and probably as, as anyone because we live such busy lives. But I know that I have found that the majority of the crankiness and the grumbling and the meltdowns for my kids is linked to, I am distracted. I'm trying to send that email. I'm trying to do this little thing on my computer. I'm texting a friend. I'm on the phone. I'm folding laundry. Like I am doing something and I'm focused on the task in front of me. And so I am missing some of the warning signs that maybe they're getting into a squabble over a toy or I'm not giving them my full attention when they come to me with a question or a concern or even just a comment. And things are a lot more likely to escalate. Plus, the added bonus on that really common scenario is that now I'm a lot more likely to be frustrated when they do get cranky or they start yelling or whatever's happening for them, because I am getting interrupted. Which probably loops me back there to that first point about trying to always remember the actual top priority, which is never folding the laundry. And I don't mean that we should just let our kids interrupt us all the time. We obviously have to help them learn that they need to be patient, they need to wait, they need to you know, say, excuse me, or something like that. But when it's the emotions that are starting to get out of control and they're getting crankier and crankier and they're grumbling, if I actually pause and pay attention to the moment at hand, what's actually happening here, it's a lot easier to catch things before they escalate and to understand why is it that this little person is struggling with their emotions? If I'm paying attention, then I might know, oh yeah, you didn't actually nap today during quiet time like you usually do. So your fuse might be a little shorter. You're more tired. I might know, wow, you already had four arguments this morning with other siblings. And so you might be a little more on edge. You might be a little more sensitive right now. And I can try to meet that deeper need rather than just react to the behavior that's right in front of me. And so that's our third tip here is trying to, not to say we never do something other than watch our kids like a hawk. You know, we have to send the email or make the phone call or fold the laundry, but we also have to be willing to pause and pay attention to our kids, especially if we're noticing, even just out of the corner of our eye, wow, the tone of voice is kind of escalating here. <laughs> or, you know, the arguments are, are starting to happen. You know, things are just 
not necessarily melting, but there are cracks starting to show. And that's the moment to intervene because we're a lot more likely to nip it in the bud so the crankiness doesn't start. Or at the very least, we're able to actually respond to what they need at that moment and not just the crankiness or the the misbehavior that we're seeing. A lot of times for kids, especially if they're getting really cranky and emotional, it's related to they're hungry or they're sleepy. Um, they don't feel like they're getting enough attention and love and care. And I don't mean that that's, uh, you know, an outsider perspective would say, oh yeah, you've been ignoring them all day. Every kid is different. We all need a hug sometimes, even though it might not make sense to someone else. We all want to know we are loved and heard and noticed. And if mommy is not paying close attention, if mommy is distracted by her own thing or by someone else, well, we're not going to be feeling particularly noticed and loved. So try to pay attention, try to allow yourself to pause and address what's actually going on and not just react to behavior, behavior, behavior. Let's move through a few other tips here. Um, I, I think it's really helpful as moms to clarify our expectation for our kids and let's be honest, for ourselves, of behaviors versus emotions. Because usually we can validate the emotion. If my kid is cranky, it makes sense that I'm going to feel frustrated. I might feel annoyed. I might feel impatient with them. That does not justify a behavior of nagging them, yelling at them, um, you know, something like that. It, it, it's not that I'm controlled by the emotion. And sometimes we think, well, if I, um, if I let it go, you know, I don't want to pretend that the emotion isn't there. I want to be real and genuine with my kids and with myself. And of course that is true, but we don't want to make our decisions and choose our actions based on the emotions of the moment. And this is so helpful with our kids that to tell them it's okay to be angry. If someone took your toy, it's okay to not like that. That's not fair. That's not kind. That's not just. That's not right. But that does not allow you to then hit them or, you know, stomp out of the room screaming and crying. It's okay to, to be hungry, but that does not give you permission to be cranky and be grumbling and complaining. And often we can link these expectations of our behavior back to scripture to find a proverb or um, different verses that will speak to like in Ephesians chapter four, you know, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths in your anger. Do not sin. We can point our kids back to that reality that the emotion is not necessarily the problem. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel um, lonely. It's okay to feel angry. Um, of course, why we feel those things are important as well, but the emotions are often not the problem. It's the behavior. I really can handle it pretty well. If my kid is sad, I can comfort them. I can talk with them. I can cheer them up. But when that sadness leads to them acting cranky, 
Well, now all of a sudden I'm frustrated and I'm not responding in the most helpful way. And from there, I'll just remind all of us of um, probably a very straightforward tip, but to figure out how we as individuals can handle our emotions. What helps you cool down when you are frustrated? Because it might be different than me. I have friends who, when they get frustrated, if they're able to, you know, they like to work out, like do some jumping jacks, go on a run, like get some of that energy out. Going on a run would not cheer me up. (laughs) That is not my coping skill. And there's some people, you know, music is a common one. Oh, that helps me handle my emotions. Okay, do you like to listen to the loud rock music where you can jump around? Or the sad country music that just kind of really lets you feel those emotions and then move past them? We are all different. I actually have um, one of my most popular devotionals is called Keep Your Cool Mama, all about uh, reminding ourselves of the biblical commands that God gives us for how we are to handle our emotions, because we know that God has expectations of our behavior, even when we're struggling with the emotion underneath. So figuring out, just like you want to know your kids individually, you need to know yourself individually. What helps me cool down when I am getting upset? And I want to highlight two more tips here before we wrap this up. The next is to focus on your child's um, positive, like their strengths, the positive aspects of their character or their behavior, the things that they are doing really well, um, and not to get overly focused on the crankiness or the struggles or or wherever it is that they are struggling. You want to focus on that in your own thought life so that you're not only noticing the negative but instead you are really noticing as many positives as you can so that when they are cranky, then that, that doesn't feel like the normal thing. It feels like an out of the ordinary thing. Gosh, they are doing so well with this and this and this and this, but today they're really cranky. Huh? That might give us a clue. Something might be going on. Something is different. We are not as overwhelmed because if we're only noticing the negative, we're going to get stressed out, frustrated and cranky ourselves really quickly. But if we're mostly noticing the positive, it feels a lot more manageable. But you also want to focus on this out loud to compliment your children when you notice them doing something well. If you notice someone take their toy and instead of yelling and running and crying to you, they stay calm and they ask, hey, actually, I was playing with that. Can I have it back? Even if that winds up in a big argument, If they're trying, they're taking that step, compliment them on that. Notice that. Observe that out loud. Tell them that you're proud of them. Ask them, oh, how were you able to do that? What a great idea. Really make a big deal of the positive moments. And they're a lot more likely to keep happening. And the last piece I want to highlight here is to, even for your little kids, even for your your four-year-olds, your two-year-olds, Definitely your 14 year olds, you know, but really whatever age your kids are, exhort them in the Lord. When they are cranky, when they are grumbling, don't just focus on the consequence for the behavior. Point it back to scripture, the joy that we have in Christ, the call that we should not be grumblers. We should be thankful. We can pray with them, share scripture with them. 
It's not ultimately about their behavior or their performance. It's about their relationship with the Lord and their relationship with you. And similarly, if you do lose your cool and you got cranky right back there with them, confess that, apologize for that. Let them know that you prayed about that, that you're working on that with the Lord. Let them know, you know, something, you know, he pointed me to this scripture or I was reminded of this truth from the Holy Spirit. Make sure that these are not just worldly interactions, but that they are holy interactions. So those are just a few tips for all of us. (laughs) And I would encourage you, as I said before, if you're really struggling with this, head over to the website. We have a whole page of resources around emotions, a whole page around parenting with other blog posts and devotionals and, and resources and things like that. Lots of good stuff over there at loveyourpeoplewell.com. Um, and if you really want that ongoing support, join us inside the Faith Fiverr Club, which is our private Patreon community, uh, where every month we do a deep dive into a different topic. Right now we're in the middle of biblical marriage habits and weekly challenges to be boosting those marriage habits. And we're about to start in March walking through my Lent devotional with daily readings and questions and just centering our hearts and our family conversations on the truth of Good Friday and Easter, which is coming soon. And so just reminding ourselves that we are not alone. We are in community together, gathering those resources, because these days where crankiness feels like it is winning, they are, uh, number one, they're not true. Crankiness is not winning. It will not win. Jesus wins. And the spirit brings peace and gentleness and self-control and kindness. And so leaning into the Lord, leaning into the resources he gives you, the community that you have around you, whether that's our community here through Love Your People Well, your community at church in your small group, with your sister-in-law, you know, whoever it is around you, don't think you're in it alone. Don't think that you have to respond in the same way that you've always responded. And don't think that your child is going to be stuck in this crankiness, I can't handle my emotions state of life forever. They're going to grow. They're going to mature. We want to help them do that and enjoy that journey with them. So my friends, I would encourage you to grab those resources at loveyourpeoplewell.com. Join us inside the Faith Fiverr Club um, over inside Patreon with Love Your People Well. And we will be back next week. No, not next week. This is Tuesday. We'll be back on Friday (laughs) with more biblical encouragement and practical tips to help you love your people well. So until Friday, hugs and blessings to you, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. I'm so glad you joined me today for this episode of the Love Your People Well podcast. If you found it helpful or encouraging, please leave a written review to encourage me, but also to help the show grow. You can even copy the link to this episode and text it to a friend. Don't forget to grab all your resources at loveyourpeoplewell.com and join us inside the Faith Fiverr Club for extra perks every week.